choosing to shame and blame yourself instead of using self-compassion, knowing that it is not effective for the last however many decades we've tried it and it has not worked, doing that instead of using self-compassion, which we know scientifically does work, is a self-sabotaging behavior. and welcome to the unlearning podcast a show about heart forward bad bitchery taking up space and unapologetic self-expression i'm your host jenna slaughter i'm an embodiment coach a heart forward business coach speaker and facilitator of healing and every other week i'm going to bring you a topic that's going to light you up it's going to help you heal and help you embody the purpose that you know deep down you are really here for are you ready Let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about eight shifts to make to actually start sticking with your goals. And I don't mean just short-term goals. I'm talking those big lifestyle changes. I'm talking the embodying that greater vision that you have. I'm talking about things that will create resilient life changes that will help you manifest the dream life that you really fucking want. If you've been around here at all, you know that something that I've dealt with unlearning is perfectionism and specifically like perfectionism in goal setting and development. And so it comes up a lot with my relationship with my body, my relationship with food, movement, um, any, just anything that can be like kept track of measuring my worth against my ability to execute those things perfectly or not, um, which often is more off. I end up setting myself up for failure because setting that like expectation so, so high um, that it's just like not holding enough space for like humanness and things to go wrong. Like that's, that's been my experience with it and why I've had to really rebel against the idea of perfectionism in personal development. I think there's a lot of people that will say you need to get up every single day. You need to do this thing. No excuses, no excuses. Um, and I don't feel like I need to add any more voices to that space. In fact, I'd like to be kind of the pushback against it and be more so preaching that like you can show up imperfect. You can show up and have a half-ass effort because half-ass is better than no-ass, my friend. And we're never going to be perfect because we are humans. We aren't we aren't machines. We're not here to just output things all the time. So that's really my first thing is I wanted to like talk about like perfectionism and how I'm approaching this and how like it shows up in my development. I've been very all or nothing in the past. Like I've started a bunch of things at the same time, but then like one, when one goes, like the rest of them go too. And creating these cycles of extreme awareness and scrutiny over what it is that I'm doing. And then on the other hand, having way too much space that I'm not following any direction or purpose. 
And the real trick and key has been finding a balance between those both. So finding a balance between and, and holding space for my humanness, but not allowing my ego to tell me that whenever I do something hard, that I should just take a nap instead. <laughs> like I had, a, I had this belief that like I can't stick to anything because I was human and I wasn't giving myself enough space for failure and I wasn't giving my I, and when I would fail I was like raking myself over the coals about it I would make a giant story about how I could not fucking stick to anything so then instead of making tiny little bits of progress over time I was staying in the same place because of the belief that well I can't stick with anything then why would I try so I've run into this, like I've said, with my relationship to food, with my body, with like my spiritual practices, my self-care. Um, it goes on and fucking on. Now, creating my business was actually a really awesome conduit for, the, for challenging these beliefs because the trigger being things that I could keep track of or like structures that I could adhere to. I think because of something being a strategy and somebody, something that somebody has like put their stamp on for approval, if I did it their way or if I did it this way and I did it to a T, then I should get the same outcome was the line of thinking. And I fell into this in business because ultimately when the exact result didn't come, I was forced to learn the the truth that is that the privilege and marginalizations and how we operate in the world really informs how well a, the same strategy will work for different people. So I had to instead learn how to trust my intuition. I had to really learn how to trust myself because there's a reason that business is a bachelor of art because it is art it is different for everyone and the same strategy is going to work differently for different people so ultimately the only thing that we can trust is ourselves and our intuition so i guess shift point five uh because i already had eight of these is recognizing that your path is unique and it is only yours to walk. And so don't spend your limited time, energy, and bandwidth trying to start habits that don't really matter to you and your purpose. Like, I can't count how much fucking time I've wasted trying to get myself to do, like, a complex skincare routine. And it is just not me, dude. Like, I am a wash my harper. Will you stop? I'm so sorry if you can hear that in the background, but in the in the spirit of imperfection, I'm going to keep it in there. And hopefully this cat will stop being a wild, wild, wild thing. Plot twist, she was not, uh, she just kept fucking going. So she's gone now. It's back to just you and me. As I was saying, Step point five was recognizing that your path is your own and just only doing things that actually matter to you, not because somebody else says that you should, like that you should want to have this like 
luxurious skincare routine, for example, or that you need to have a you know, Facebook group for a group program you're launching. If you don't want to do it, don't, because you do have limited bandwidth. I think you have about 10% of the thoughts that go on in your brain are our conscious bandwidth. It's really not a lot. Use it preciously. All right, now shift number one. I want you to start understanding and reflecting on the beliefs that are driving your subconscious. And that's age zero to seven. A lot of the times, and I know that like my area is perfectionism, people pleasing, and then like our beliefs on the actual like follow through muscle. I'm going to put these into the show notes, the full show notes on my website. So feel free to go grab these. But I think these are great to either take some time to journal about and reflect about by using the show notes or pause this, grab a pen and paper and and write it out. But do put some mental energy into this because it will come back to you. Uh, Whatever you put in, it is an investment of your energy finding this clarity. So questions to ask, like, what beliefs do I hold true about myself and my ability to make change in my life? Two, what conditioning from other people is playing into my subconscious beliefs about making my, about my ability to make change in my life? So what beliefs do you hold about it? And what part of that is just conditioning from other people? Three. What kind of grace do I give to other people when they are doing something new and scary? Do I give myself the same amount of grace and understanding? Why or why not? Four, how is this goal, activity, pattern related to my greater vision? How is it created to my purpose? Like whatever whatever verbiage you want to use that resonates for you. But like how is this in alignment? is when you actually really like connect to that why it becomes very powerful. It's when we have these like random sporadic goals that aren't actually associated with a greater reasoning that it's really hard for us to actually like throw our weight behind. Uh, What is this, number five, I think? How is perfectionism playing into my making change and taking up space? This could look like like not actually like finishing and putting things out. Uh, call out at me. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm definitely getting better. Um, or like having something take like way longer than necessary just because of the amount of time that you take to go through it by like if you're like rereading a post caption like five times before posting it. Be Uh, You need to get more comfortable and have an opportunity to get more comfortable on imperfect work. And because B minus work that actually gets out into the world is way better than A plus work that stays on your computer. I don't know who originally said that, but I heard it on Rachel's podcast. And apparently I'm going to be shouting her out in every episode of the launch. Um, Hi, Rachel. Love you, mom. (laughs) Doing this type of thought work can really help you get a non-judgmental understanding of the patterns that are at play and what of those patterns are actually yours and what are was, you know, put upon you by like socialization um, and also having that clarity connected to your why. This is how you will be able to actually stick with your 
fucking goals. And the number two, become aware of how the ego brain works and how it's driving self-sabotaging behaviors. So in our brain, our dear sweet ego only understands two things, what is right now and what has been. It is not good at forecasting. And our subconscious and this dear sweet ego is driven by everything that happened to zero, happened from zero to seven. So when we're looking at a big deviation in our path, that can be incredibly scary. So if we're going to, you know, stop drinking after it's been consuming our lives, if we are going to be creating something like a podcast or a business, or if we're going to start creating boundaries and operating from our desires, this all causes the ego to start just blazing the alarm bells because all it knows is what has, what is, and what has been. So a deviation is going to come with a lot of fear. And that's something that I like to work with with my clients is like, how do we deal with the fear that's going to naturally come up, that discomfort that's going to naturally come up when you are making change in your life? Because the ego only cares about its survival and the survival of your physical body. All the trauma responses and the coping mechanisms we have, we use them to try and keep us safe. So if you're now deciding that you are going to start a business or you're going to start showing up on social media and sharing more of your story or whatever it is, and like that is taking up space that's going to be being seen, be risking rejection, your ego is going to have a bit of a piss fit about it. And honestly, working through that is a really cool opportunity for growth. Number three, this is when we get into more of the meat and potatoes instead of one and two were kind of uh, more ambiguous, right? So number three, focus on the high impact patterns. So from your reflections, what would add the most life to your life to change, increase, decrease, and create within that to take it a step further, create reasonable and specific behaviors like when this happens, comma, I will blank. Insert behavior here. So three being focus, focus, focus on the high impact patterns and focus on the things that will really move the needle. We get limited conscious bandwidth. I mentioned this earlier and dividing that limited bandwidth across five new habits at a time, unless you're being really strategic and habit stacking them, which I've taught in workshops before, um, you can set yourself up for failure. We can, we can get overwhelmed as well. Like in, if in a project you're getting stuck on all of these tiny details, you lose sight of what's really important, urgent and necessary. So. Use your reflections, focus on the high impact patterns, and choose one thing at a time. Number four, and I feel like this seems obvious, but I could not put it in here, is to connect your actions with the greater vision and purpose. Why are you doing this? What does it help you? Why are you choosing to spend energy and time this way? Number five, and this is actually my personal favorite. So we've all heard of like stretch goals, but I really like slacky goals. <laughs> and maybe this is just because like I had to do a lot of intentional unlearning of the belief that like 
I can't stick to anything or that like I'm broken or that like I just have like an addictive personality and I'm just so uh like I was having to do that so to combat that I created really 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 easy goals <laughs> because I found that I'm also competitive so I would want to I want that a right so I would give myself that really a lot of slack and get the momentum and so I created I would much rather say I'm going to go to the gym like I'm going to go train for aerial two times a week and end up going to a an open gym and like going and moving my body in another way and really be above and beyond then set that too high only get there twice and then be like oh man I like really am not doing enough I really should hold myself more accountable and not holding space for all the things that maybe I did have to prioritize that that week and, and those days it's just trying to wire my my brain and you can wire your experiences by giving yourself proof give yourself proof that you can stick with something and i choose the small wins over a long period of time over these like massive gains that are going to be short-lived i feel like this is also a good plug for the half ass is better than no ass um <laughs> i would rather you show up for five minutes to read because you want to read then even if your goal is 20 minutes then no minutes it's still better than none number six create yourself a failure plan for when you inevitably at some point in time quote-unquote fall off the wagon and walk through it as an opportunity for self-compassion and forgiveness which i know is hard <laughs> But we're really, we're hoping for resilient long-term life changes here. And those are not going to come from shame, blame, and guilt. So it's not an if, it's a when we end up inevitably not showing up for ourselves. Raking yourself, so, yourself over the coals about it isn't going to get you to do your nighttime routine, for example. But an opportunity for self-compassion and reconnection with the purpose and why you are choosing to spend your energy that way will create those lifelong changes. And you know, something that I just thought about actually is that choosing to shame and blame yourself instead of using self-compassion, knowing that it is not effective for the last however many decades we've tried it and it has not worked, doing that instead of using self-compassion, which we know scientifically does work, is a self-sabotaging behavior. And you know, something that I just thought about actually is that choosing to shame and blame yourself instead of using self-compassion, knowing that it is not effective for the last however many decades we've tried it and it has not worked, doing that instead of using self-compassion, which we know scientifically does work, is a self-sabotaging behavior. And number seven. And this is associated with growth mentality versus like a static mindset is to aim to improve your habits by say one, 10 or 20% rather than trying to eliminate all self-defeating behavior from your life. If you set yourself up for a pass fail, you're going to lose every, every time in the long run, every time. 
And number eight, and this has been especially helpful for me as somebody who is neurodivergent, is creating reminders and visuals that interrupt the humdrum regular routine. Because without a visual stimulus, an object in motion is going to stay in motion. So we need something to prompt us from that, like what we would regularly do and remind us of what it is that we're trying to do. Because it's not going to feel natural at first when you are creating change in your life, when you are creating a deviation in the the current path that you're on. As a reminder, if you want to take this work deeper, I have something to share with you. And that is my Heart Forward Intuitive Business Coaching Container. I got a business degree, so you don't have to. This container focuses on implementation through inspired action, play, and alignment. We use human design, It's all really heart-forward, juicy as fuck, and I have a degree to back it up. The details are in the coaching tab of my website. I'm offering also a bonus hour of coaching for my podcast listeners. So if you sign up for a six-month container, just let me know that you're an unlearner and I will get you sorted. This is only valid for the month of April of 2022. So if you contact me after that, it will likely not still be available. But do reach out anyways. If you are feeling the nudge, it is not an accident. Listen to that inner voice. That's it. We did it. That is eight shifts that will help you actually stick with your goals. I hope that you loved this episode. If you did, please leave me a review because I love it very much. And that is it. Have a great week. I will see you in the next episode. Be good, have fun, and take shit from no one. See you next week.